This is episode number 324 with CEO of Hootsuite, Ryan Holmes. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Welcome, everyone, to a special edition of the School of Greatness podcast. I am so pumped to bring on my good friend, Ryan Holmes. Now, for those that don't know who Ryan is, he is the founder and CEO of Hootsuite. He started the company in 2008 and has helped grow it into one of the world's most widely used social relationship platforms with 10 million plus users, including 800 of the Fortune 1000 companies. I met Ryan briefly after he launched Hootsuite, and it's been incredible to see where he's taken his company from with just a couple hundred thousand subscribers to now over 10 million and taking his company from you know just a few hundred thousand dollars in revenue to uh, valued at over a billion dollars. And I've been up to the headquarters a couple of times. I've spent a lot of quality time with Ryan over the last seven, eight years now, and it's been an amazing journey to see the trajectory of where the company has gone, and also what Ryan has learned. Because I think you learn so much about yourself, about other people, about building a business when you take it from 10 to 15 employees to almost a 1,000 and over a billion in valuations. Some great lessons you're going to learn from today is the difference between good hustle and bad hustle. And I think this is really important. Also, expert tips in interviewing and hiring people, as he's done a lot of this on a high level how to build a team that does all the stuff you want them to do, what Ryan learned about from his near-death paragliding accident, and this was an incredible story he shares, the massive impact of millennials in the workforce, and so much more. We had a great time doing this up at the Hootsuite headquarters when I went up there to Vancouver recently, and just one of the most genuine, loving, incredible human beings that I know. So without further ado, let me introduce you to the one, the only, Ryan Holmes. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12 pack head to amazon and use promo code 20 pure leaf that's promo code 20 p-u-r-e-l-e-a-f for 20 percent off take your business further with the smart and flexible american express business gold card it's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases that's the powerful backing of american express learn more at americanexpress.com slash business gold card Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks head to netsuite.com slash greatness netsuite.com slash greatness again head to netsuite.com slash greatness welcome everyone to the school of greatness podcast my name is Lewis house i'm with the one and only ryan holmes in the house good to see you man good to see you, brother. thanks for allowing me to come in your 
headquarters. Hootnest. Hootnest. I yes. love it, man. This is the headquarters of Hootsuite. I'm usually in my greatness studio, but you're, we're doing an event this weekend, and so right. I'm up in Vancouver, and I wanted to get the opportunity to interview you. I actually wanted to interview you two years ago when we were driving up to Whistler together for snowboarding trip. Right, I remember that. This is the early days of School of Greatest right, Podcast. Right, So I'm glad that I didn't because I have a much bigger audience now, right. and, well, and I'm exciting. a better interviewer, I think, hopefully. So I'm excited to dive in, and so much has happened since then. Right. Um, and I'm going to ask some personal questions to get All right. started. All right. So this is going to be a non-traditional business podcast. Um, I'm curious from my own curiosity, because I don't think I've asked you a lot of these questions. So this is more for me. We've known each other for what, six or seven years now? Yeah, it's, it's actually like early days, South by Hoot Southwest. We met, we met we with met Amy. in New York and Amy. Uh, we yeah. met on a Runyon Canyon. Runyon Canyon Run in LA. And you had yeah, 200,000 right. users yeah. on Hootsuite at the I time. I remember this. With like 10 people yeah. on the team. And yeah. now you've got what, close to 1,000 people? Yeah, we're getting there. We're just about 1,000. Getting 1, 000, there? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm curious. Who was your, or what was your biggest dream growing up? My biggest dream. So in grade five, I had a, a teacher uh, who asked us to write a fan letter to a to a hero, somebody we wanted to be when we grew up. And uh, I was big into uh, computers at that time, mm. video games. There was a video game called Ultima, written by Richard Garriott. And uh, I wrote him a fan letter about how I wanted to make computer games when I grew up. And I didn't hear back from him. See, he still owe me. He still owe me a letter back, Richard. I know you're out there. We've been introduced since, but he okay. like I think he went dark. Anyways, <laughs> I'm gonna track him down, get that fan letter back. Okay. But uh, it was funny because I went through from grade five. I did a whole bunch of different businesses all the way till I was back in my 30s when I started a software company and ultimately ended up doing software which was very close to what grade five me wanted to do. Really? That was your dream? Well, I wanted to make video games, right? Wow. And so, uh, the, the, you know, I, I'm in computers. I love, you know, we did, like, there was coding and all this other stuff, but I did so many other things to get back to what grade, grade five me knew I wanted to do. What was the video game that influenced you the most? I loved the Ultima series. It was kind of like Dungeons and Dragons okay. video game. You like walk around and you get gold and you okay. find treasures and all this other like stuff. Like Zelda? Is that kind yeah, of Yeah, I'm dating myself here, but like Ultima, Ultima 2, 3, 4, 5, it was a series. Wow. And then they made Ultima Online. I kind of stopped at a certain point there. Sure. But uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty big franchise. Okay. And who was the most influential person in your, in your life growing up? Oh man, if you, if you don't say your parents here, I mean, whether it's good or bad, your parents are always a massive, massive influence on you growing up. Uh, you know, my, my parents, I think, if, if I don't start with that, parents obviously great teachers along the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, high school, I had a fantastic teacher that really, uh, created an amazing program, uh, mm. for outdoor education and, uh, Barry Reed. And, uh, he's, he was a fantastic, uh, teacher that, that, uh, you know, I think through high school, it was in grade 11, this program was, was happening. So you had to keep kind of a, a clean nose till you got to there, not get into trouble. And right, so right, he probably right. kept me unknowns to him, you know, leading up to that program <laughs> so I could qualify. And, sure, sure. Uh, and, and uh, he was a big influence. Okay. Um, what was the biggest lesson that he taught you growing up that you still remember today? Well, I mean, it, I don't, I can't nail one specific lesson that I, that I learned. I mean, that program was very holistic. Uh, we got into, to, you know, things like, uh, geography, looking at, at glacial formation. We did native studies. We did basket weaving. We did all this stuff. So, super holistic outdoor leadership. Yeah. Um, and, and I think outdoor leadership probably, um, it, it, it's a great thing to learn because when you're in a small group, we were doing telemark skiing, backcountry skiing, things like that. You know, there's potential life and death. You have uh, a group of people that have a have a collective outcome, getting to the top of the hill on their skis, sure. uh, and then just thinking about what's the best, smartest way to do that. And some of that early stuff at a at a young age, you're getting an opportunity to to uh, lead a little group and and to take mm. turns uh, being the leader of a of a outdoor a, an outdoor wilderness class thing, in, yeah. in, a, in a situation like that that's a, a pretty uh, important and, and uh, valuable that's thing to cool learn. now is it true you lived on like a hippie foundation like isolated from the world kind of thing <laughs> kind of like thing at some I, point i grew up so my parents were unconventional right. um they they're both teachers in the i mean to knock hippie in, people in the, into I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't take that. I don't take. I don't take. I, don't, I take hippie as a compliment <laughs> okay, in a lot of ways. So, um, but you had an unconventional 
I don't know, unconventional upbringing. Yeah, yes. my parents were uh, teachers in the 70s. They decided mm. to leave teaching. Uh, they bought a hobby farm. And um, I grew up, uh, it, it was off of the grid, so no electricity. I grew up with wow. goats and chickens and honeybees. Um, For how long? Ages what? Uh, my, like, till high school, till I went wow. away to university, more or less. So I had really? kerosene lamps. I had a well. Uh, university is high school in Canada, right? Uh, like high school, no, high school is high school. University oh, is university. So actually. until high school, yeah. you were living with honey Actually, no, through high school. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So the, they got a little less into the farming as we grew up, and, like, they were taking us to school and stuff uh -huh. like that. Um, but I li you know, lived and grew up on this property, and it was, uh, wow. you know, a beautiful, you know, little farm to grow up on. And did you have, um, were there other kids in your family, or was it just Yeah, I, I got a younger brother. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so it was he and I, and we were out in the middle of nowhere, and, uh, wow. yeah, it was, it was a really interesting upbringing. How, what was it like? you know, being around in the city life after being in the middle of nowhere after for your whole... You know, it's funny. When I was growing up, um, elementary school, you know, younger in high school, the, the pressures to be normal are uh -huh, huge. Uh -huh. And I always wanted to, when I was younger, I wanted to live in a cul-de-sac like all my friends. I wanted to have a skateboard. I lived on a dirt road. You can't skateboard on a dirt road, right? So right, right. I just wanted to be uh, a normal, quote, quote, kid um, like all my other friends. Uh, you know, and, and then in retrospect, you look at some of these experiences that you have mm -hmm. in life that are the, you know, the funny, weird experiences. Right. Maybe you hate them at the time and then they, they end up being really formative. Yeah, yeah, okay. What would you say was your superpower that you gained from that experience that no other kids had? Um, I think that, that, um, in being a little bit of a, uh, you know, the, the, the funny, weird kid that lived like on the hill or in the middle of nowhere. Um, you know, I got comfortable with being different, mm. and um, and maybe that is one of the things. Like, I I don't feel uh, a huge need to conform on stuff, and right. and I I just kind of felt like initially I hated it, and then eventually I was like, hey, well, I'm different, and I just started dealing with it. Okay, and um, that maybe started to become a way that I, I self-identified. Mm. Do you feel like you've embrace that in business as well yeah i think so yeah. i mean I, you know i've, I've also uh you know at, at periods where i've been hustling on my business you know I, i've done a number of businesses i did a paintball company i yeah. did a restaurant uh i did an agency um when i was doing the agency i was building software products um you know i i spent a lot of time coding and yeah. like being isolated and mm -hmm. just like being focused on building something and creating something. I get a lot of passion and, and, and um, enjoyment out of building and creating things. Yeah. And, um, you know, I guess sometimes like just, just being able to, you know, have the discipline uh, to sit there and just like get immersed in something kind yeah. of, I think maybe comes out of that, uh, you know, solitude that I had in, as, as sure. a kid and just being able to, to work on my own sometimes right. when I, I need to. I love it. What would you say was the biggest insecurity you had growing up uh, that took the longest to overcome for you? Hmm. You know, uh, I think it probably gets back to that being different thing, right? Like, you know, when your kids, kids are, can be vicious. They can be yeah. really, yeah. Uh, you know, hard on other kids. Um, and, uh, and, and you kind of just want to conform. You want to be normal mm -hmm. like all the other kids. And, yeah. and, uh, um, that can be a challenge. And so, um, you know, it took a long time to realize that that's a superpower, mm. uh, and get comfort sure. around that. And, uh, and then also probably on the other hand, like as I was doing a lot of these things, you know, like getting you know, deep into computers, spending a lot of time there, you know, I probably didn't spend as much time like just socializing mm. as other kids were doing. Uh, and, hmm. um, so maybe, you know, I needed to spend more time on that. In the university, I spent more time on that than other stuff. And, uh, it's kind of ironic that you were so isolated for so long, and now you've got one of the largest social companies in the world. <laughs> we're, we're social, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Millions of users and fans and followers. It is, it is ironic, yeah, it's you're like, right. You were the most isolated kid probably in Canada, like in the top 1% of there. isolated kids to the most social, essentially. Right, right, right. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, why do you think you were put here? Well, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know that there's, uh, any grand plan to why I was put here versus anybody else, but, you know, why, uh, I personally am, am passionate about is, um, is at this point creating legacy. You know, mm -hmm. like I've, I've been blessed with 
um, creating a great personal uh, outcome with with the business and and um, you know the businesses I've done. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm really passionate about you know I talk about building a technology ecosystem, uh, creating opportunity for other people, uh, both both people within Hootsuite. I love that what we're building here. I think you know the, the work that we're doing for our customers is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm passionate about seeing a great outcome for everybody that's involved in the company. Mm. Um, and then uh, I'm passionate about an ecosystem forming around this. You know we're in Vancouver. Uh, I would love to see a legacy that gets created out of this business, the alumni of this business going out into the community, into the economy, creating other startups. Uh, right, right. And, and, you know, then I'm, I'm also so passionate about technology. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, uh, you know, we are at a very interesting time in humanity right now. There's a lot of digital transformation that's happening, yeah. uh, a huge uh, shift in in uh, the way we you know do business and the way we are as a society, uh, and so I'm ex- so excited to be you know a, a part of that and uh, you know uh, looking ahead into the future in mm. terms of like, witnessing it. That's cool. Now, how did Hootsuite come about in the first place? And was it an accident or was it intentional? So you know, I think I think almost any startup founder uh, that says that they planned out their startup to be where it is, you know, right. five, ten years later yeah. is lying. Uh, if they say that they were, yeah, I had, I, I knew that all this was going to happen. I mean, there's there's some emails flowing around that, you know, Zuckerberg was talking about how he's working on this fun little project called Facebook, Didn't wasn't really going to amount to anything, uh, you know, like right, right. There, there's all that, that kind of stuff that happens out there. Um, and so, you know, we, we saw an opportunity and a need. I had an agency. We had a group working on social media for our clients. And. We had about, what, 15, 20 people? We're about, we're about 30 people, 20, yeah. actually 21 people at that time. Um, and, uh, we started building a tool to scratch our itch. And, uh, we put it out into the, into the wild, into the internet, and people started using it. Uh, we started to see good adoption on it, and all of a sudden, friends were telling friends, they were telling friends, and it was growing very virally. Uh, you know, flash forward a few years, we had a couple, you know, million people after, uh, I think a little over a year, and it just started right. ramping, ramping. And so, you know, we, uh, we couldn't have predicted necessarily where it was going to be today, but as you build, you know, Twitter, Facebook, they're, they're relevant, they're here to stay, they're not about, you know, yeah. sharing what's for breakfast, and then seeing new challengers, uh, you know, Instagram, Snapchat come onto the market. Interest. Yes, else. absolutely. These are, these are absolutely transforming, uh, how the, how consumers are relating to big brands, uh, they're, they're transforming how we're receiving, uh, content and, and, and entertainment, uh, information, and, um, and, and this huge transformation that's happening is really uh, kind of you know, un- unveiled to us this really big opportunity, and, yeah. and very you know, we're very blessed to be sitting at the middle of this to help our customers with this whole uh, customer life cycle that is relevant to social. Mm. Now, how did you scale? Because you're almost a close nine hundred something employees, right? How did you scale from probably the biggest company? It sounds like was thirty. Before then, yeah, I don't think the paintball company was probably bigger than thirty, right? No, no. So your biggest company ever was yeah. thirty, now to nine hundred. Within a few years, how do you learn that new skill? As as a leader, as yeah, a how CEO. did you learn how yeah. to do that? So you know, the great thing uh, about running a small business is like everything, the buck stops at you, yeah, yeah. right? So you're exactly. accountable for absolutely everything. I think small business owners are are often or or learn to become good generalists. So you learn to become the marketer, the salesperson, Copyright, the product yeah, person, yeah, yeah. the the ops person, the copywriter, the janitor, customer you're, support, everything. customer yeah, support, yeah. you're everything, and and that's like a mini business school, right? So yeah. that's your MBA. And so I think about all the businesses leading up to Hootsuite, they were all like mini MBAs. My restaurant, mini MBA. My payball company, mini MBA. There's yeah. a lot on, on, on. Um, and then what you what you do learn, I think, through that process is you learn what you gravitate towards and what you love doing and what you're good at. Mm. Usually those three things are the same thing. Right. You know, like what you love and what you're good at is usually the same thing very yeah. often. Sometimes we try to stretch ourselves to get good and to love things we don't love and we aren't good at. And uh-huh. sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. I think most <laughs> often it's people love doing something and that's what they end up doing. And what you learn also as you scale and you, as you have more resources is to delegate the stuff you don't like doing. Because yeah. if you're not aligned with passion to what you're doing, mm-hmm. you're not going to you know get, get enthused getting out of bed and so find people that love doing what you're doing and the great thing about people is that for every job that you hate 
there's somebody out there that loves doing that job, which is pretty cool, right? right. Like I, I've got a CFO, he loves numbers. He sits and looks at Excels every day. I can look at an Excel, I can read it, you know, a balance sheet, an income statement, a right. cap table. But if I had to do that every day, I'd go crazy. Right. And he loves doing it. And what do you know? It's so great. So fa- surround yourself with people that love doing what you don't love doing and, and then scale yourself. And, and so, yeah, the process of scaling for this company, uh, it's been an interesting, it's been an evolution. I've learned so much along the way. Mm. And, uh, um, at each stage, I, I, I'm a lifelong learner. So I love the different evolutions. I feel like we've recently, gone through a bit of an evolution, you know, uh, I think about the rule of 10. People can usually manage about 10 people. So you hit these kind of ceilings of management at 10 reports, at 100 reports. So you've got 10 reports and they're managing 10 people, that's 100. And then when you get to 10 people managing 10 people managing 10 people, that's 1,000, right? So we just kind of hit this next level. Uh, we did a, a lot of reorg around that. We brought in a bunch of, uh, uh, of leadership that are really going to help. And I'm, I'm super excited about the foundation of the company and the mm. leadership I've got now. And now can I scale this to 10,000? I think we've, we really hit an wow. interesting new level uh, in, in the company. I'm really excited about it That's right cool. now. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host so listen we all know life is full of yada yada like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print and i know you've dealt with yada yada before like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else and yes it is possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is all Already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. In person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You're hiring people, a lot of people, really fast over the last few years. And you have to ask a lot of questions. You have to interview a lot of people. If you could only ask one question for every person you interview... And that question would decide whether they come on for you, they would come on board or they would not. Mm-hmm. Based on their answer, what would that one question be, the most important one for you to know the answer to? It's a, that's a real tough question. This is, I alluded to not give me these, these questions before, <laughs> just for him. the record. So, uh, off the top of your head. I, I know, off the top of my head, I think the, the one thing that I would ask somebody about is... Uh, you know, what is the hardest thing you've done mm. and, and, you know, why are you proud of that? Oh. And I, I think that, you know, people that go through some adversity in life, go through, you know, a super challenging project, um, a, you know, a, a challenge in, in a personal situation, um, adversity in sports and life or whatever it is, I think that's often really formative and, and then how they learn from it and what they learn from it and what they took from that that they carry through the rest of their life can be really important and talk a lot about the person. I like that a lot. Uh, so what would be the answer to that for you? 
Um, I, I think that the, the yeah, that's a that's a good question. You just throw right back at me, Lewis. Am I interviewing for School of Greatness right now? Can I get a job? Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, I think that uh, I've I've had and you know a number of different things in my life. I'm trying to think of of the most um, adverse moment. adverse moment. You know, I've had some uh, near death situations. I think you learn a lot about uh, really? life in those situations. But those are really uh, small flashes. Like, mm-hmm. they, like I, I crashed a paraglider a few years wow. ago. Really? Yeah. And uh, it while, was while working with Hootsuite. Yeah, but don't tell me. <laughs> okay. This isn't going. This isn't going on the internet, is it, Lewis? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, I crashed a paraglider. I wouldn't wow. call that. I, so so, but the interesting thing with that is, uh, I had a few minutes knowing it was going down. Like I was going down into a, a few forest. Minutes. Yeah, I, wow. I was like, I, I missed my landing zone by a lot. I wasn't paying attention. It's flying over forest, and all of a sudden I was too oh low. And so I knew I wasn't going to make my landing zone, and I was just like flying over a forest and going down, down slowly. And um, so that was a really, uh, yeah, pretty scary situation. Um, but I had time to kind of just like think about stuff and, and dread stuff and think about, oh man, this could be bad. This could be, I don't want, you know, I, I got a lot of stuff I need to do in life ahead of me. Like, I don't want to break my legs. Or die I don't want to break my leg or my back or be oh in a you know, wheelchair or something worse, break wow. my neck. What um, happened in that moment? <laughs> I froze up. <laughs> froze up when you landed? So, no, no, I froze up in the air. So my, I got, I got so pumped. My forearms, my oh, muscles man. were frozen in fear, Just and I, the adrenaline. I, the adrenaline kicked in overtime. Wow! And, and so I spotted this little clearing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to head for that clearing. And I headed for the clearing, and I was, like, trying to aim for it. And then I flew right over the clearing because I couldn't control my muscles. Oh, my I was just, like, completely, like, I didn't have fine motor controls. I was just, like, pumped, like, rigid. And uh, so I, I, out of the back end of the clearing, there was a little road, and I started kind of going up the road. But if you've seen a paraglider, paragliders are about two lanes wide, and I was going up a single-lane wow. road. And back and forth and back and forth, trying to miss trees on either side. No way. And it caught a tree, and it reeled into the forest. I careened down through branches, snap, 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 snap. And I was hoping it was going to catch and snag on a branch. It didn't. Uh, I landed on the ground, full force. My, oh my feet, gosh. I rolled over. Uh, it kind of got slowed down by the branches, and then I started patting myself down to see if there's a branch going through me. Oh, my gosh. Because uh, there was so much adrenaline, you probably couldn't feel it. Yeah, I, I thought, like, immediately I thought it was that Something thing, like I had a branch sticking through my chest and I didn't oh even know gosh. it. Oh, my gosh. But I didn't. And I was like, that's amazing. I started wiggling my toes, wiggling my hands. I got up. My, my phone screensaver to this day is uh, it is a picture of me when I landed on my paraglider. Oh, my gosh. And, and I pulled up my, my, my lines and I took a photo of it. And um, Let me show this in the video. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I took a snap of that uh, to catch a, catch a picture of my happy face in that moment. And um, I, can, I can send you a snap of that, yeah, Lewis, yeah, and you got it for later. Cool. But uh, anyways, I came out of that with, wow. um, with actually not even a single scratch. What? And I was super, How super fast lucky. were you going, you think? Uh, you know, probably 20, 30K and, and then kind of slowed down. Miles per hour. That's <laughs> going to be 40, uh, that's going to be about fifteen something like 15, that. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. So still so not not super fast, but it was high. I mean, it was wow. tree height, then it's straight down. So wow, uh, came out of it okay. Carried all my pack of my wing, carried it out of the forest, and uh, and then I went and uh, relaxed and lied down in the sun and just thought about life. But what opened up for you in that moment? I think um, it was really about the 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 small amount of time that we have here to put a dent in the universe and just living every moment you know like it, it, taking advantage and and making sure that what you do in the short amount of time you have like that could have been it yeah. um and thankfully it wasn't but you know what am i going to do with the short amount of time i have here how am i going to you know make the best use of it yeah. and um and and then cherish that and uh so that's been, you know, wow. it's been something. As I said, it's on my screensaver to this day, uh, to to kind of keep that as a little reminder. Wow, and, uh, it's one of the one of the moments. What's the other moment? Most adverse moment? 
Most adverse moment. I mean, that, that's a, that's, a, that's an adverse, a, a moment of adversity in a, in a Short flash. Window. Yeah, yeah. There's like yeah, three longer months, ones, windows. longer ones. You know, I think. Um, was there ever a uh, moment Hootsuite the, was not going to last? Or uh, there's been there's been challenges with Hootsuite. I think one of the ones that was like racking for me actually, we, we've gone through challenges. I I feel like we've been really blessed, and and um, I think one of the bigger moments, uh, you know, of, of adversity was dropping out of university. Also, really, uh, yeah, that was that was a really tough challenge. Uh, I think societally, so many of us are yeah. wired for, you know, you, you finish high school, then you go to university, you do your degree, and then you go and do your job, and then da, 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 yeah. and, and that's what we're kind of wired from, you know, a very early age. And I, um, I had, like, a lot of stomach acid on that, and wow. it, it took a long time to, to uh, kind of come to terms with that and, uh, and then break it to my parents, who were honestly so amazing about it they're like oh, okay well that's great what are you gonna go do right. and and didn't didn't give me a single moment of stress i beat myself up over it a lot more than anybody sure. else did sure. um but that was also i it, it caused a lot of it you know it was it was a moment of adversity and also i think it was very formative you know getting back to hard times in your life and how that changes your life and why did i do it you know my motivations for doing it the program i was in um i i wanted to i always wanted to be an entrepreneur and the program I was in was teaching me to be an employee. Yeah. And I purposely sabotaged myself <laughs> so that I wouldn't be a sure. suitable, I wouldn't be a good employee. <laughs> sure, sure. And it sounds silly, but I made that kind of decision. I'm like, hey, I don't want to do that. That's not going right. to be what I want to do. I want to uh, go and forge my own path. And so I'm going to you yeah. know, make this decision. And, and uh, it was a, a good one in retrospect. What's the vision for Hootsuite moving forward? What's your vision for it? Uh, we've got a big vision, you know. I, I think that um, with what is happening right now in society, there there are the biggest cohort of employees in the workforce are millennials yes. as of 2012. So that means there are more millennials than any other, more digital natives than any other group in the workforce. That changes how the the inner workings of companies and also the external workings of companies how they how companies communicate with their with their customers right. and um, we think that there is big opportunity in dealing with both the internal and external communications yeah. with customers uh, most millennials have never seen a phone booth right do you, do unless you have, you're, do you have a, you're in london do you have a home phone right. <laughs> Uh, no, all cell phones. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's something that's completely changed. And, and by the way, I poll audiences with this. Huh. There's a bit of an age skewing. And then I ask the people that do have, you know, it's, it's usually maybe max 5, 10%. And I talk to the 5 to 10%. And I say, well, how many of you are, think every month when you get the bill that you should get rid of it? And, and, the, and the biggest reason that people keep it is because it's hooked up to their alarm in their house, oh, right? Oh, yeah. And so if you think about that, I just I always find that interesting because so many people that are non-millennials or you know, non-digital natives grew up with the landline in the house yeah. and, and a lot of them still have it. But in the next few years, as that's as this millennial cohort gets bigger and bigger, you know, it changes behaviors. Are they gonna call a one eight hundred number to talk to your company? Absolutely mm. not. They're gonna go to social media, they're they gonna text. they're gonna tweet, they're yeah, gonna yeah. text. And uh, and how quickly do they expect a response? They expect a response no. in under yes, sixty <laughs> minutes, right? And 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 sooner than that yeah. for a lot of them, right? Yeah. And so that's just one example of how businesses uh, are going to need to change to evolve. And it, so it's going to be customer service. It's going to be marketing. How they're communicating their brand yeah. and creating awareness in the market. How they're selling to people. Mm. And we sit at the middle of all this. And so that's a really exciting piece for me, as well as how brands are sharing what they're doing with their workforce. And mm. uh, and and so we sit at the middle of a you know a trillion dollar opportunity wow. and we just want to continue to grow our business there i love it uh now you're constantly pulled in many directions we were just hanging out for a couple hours and you're on the phone left and right meetings employees vision investors all these different things happening how important is your personal health for the success of a company and what's your routine with health mm -hmm. and working out yeah, I uh, I talk about this a lot. I write about it. Yeah. I think that having a balanced life uh, is so critical. That includes, you know, I, there's a, a great post that I saw and I posted out a while ago, shared. It, it had good hustle and bad hustle. And I think there is such a thing as bad hustle and negative hustle. That, it's like you know, no a lot of, sleep. No, no sleep. Yeah, well, I, I stayed up and I worked 24 hours straight, and yeah. it's like that's bad hustle. You, congratulations, yeah. you're gonna give yourself a heart attack and yeah. and die. You're like, don't yeah. do that. That's not that's not healthy hustle. Yeah. What's good hustle? That those are things I want to focus on. And uh, what are to, those things? 
a, you know, good hustle, it, you know, it, it's working, it's working smarter, not harder. It's, it's like getting exercise and balance in your life. Yeah. Um, it, it is to go, attacking things with passion. Sure. Mm. Uh, this, this piece I'll, I'll share with you. It's, it's sure, awesome. Sure. And, and, uh, it, it resonates so, so well with a lot of people. Cool. Um, but you know, as I said, balance in, in health, hugely important to me. I had a back injury a few years ago. That is another, speaking of, of, uh, formative things in my life and, and adversity. That was actually, I, I'm surprised I didn't immediately glom onto that, but that was, that was a huge moment of adversity. One of my darkest years, I was using a, a, a crutch and, and no a cane. Way. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, that's why you got into yoga, I think, right? Yeah, that's why I got into yoga. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and out of that, like, you know, balance and, you know, not sitting down at your desk all day. Uh, you know, I created my stand-up desk company because I wanted to, yes. you know, give that out to people and, yeah. and uh, you know, put that back to the world to give people a little balance and sitting down and standing up. What's the site? I bought one of those. They're yeah. great, by the way. Thanks. My, my Thanks. video editor uses it. What's yeah. the link for that? It's Ori Stand. O-R-I, like origami. Okay. Stand. Ori stand dot, dot co. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Awesome. So. Yeah. Uh, routine then for so yeah I, I do probably I exercise probably three four sometimes five days a week I you know I try to get a little something in uh, you know we got a gym at the office I'll yeah. go and I'll, t I'll take off at lunch and I'll go work out uh, a couple days a week I'll go for a run I'm trying to get faster running right now yeah. uh, cycling seasons on in the winter I backcountry ski nice. um, you know I, I just try to get a little bit of something everywhere and, and uh, you know enjoy myself while I do it find sports that I like and, and mm -hmm. get exercise in when I can and then lots of yoga. I, I really enjoy that. I love that. Uh, who do you learn from the most in your life right now? Other than Lewis Howes. <laughs> Um, I, you know, I, I, I have, I talk often about like the Mr. Miyagi, um, you know, the mentorship. A lot of people ask me about who I learned from, who's been my biggest mentor in life. And I, I don't necessarily, um, believe in the idea of one mentor that like solves it all for you. When I was in B school, they, one of the big things was go find a mentor. And I, I appreciate that uh, in, in context. I've had a number of amazing teachers that I've learned from in life. You know, I mentioned my parents. I mentioned Barry Reed. Uh, and there's been others along the way that I've learned a ton from. Um, Is there one person right now in your life, whether it be here at Hootsuite or personal relationships right. that you learn so much from just by that relationship? Yeah, you know, I, I think, as I say, I think it evolves over yeah, time. Yeah. And right now, uh, yeah, there are people in my life that I'm learning a lot from. Um, you know, a, a couple of my investors, I've learned mm. a ton from them. They've been super fantastic. Um, I've, I've met with, uh, you know, when I, when I interview candidates, I learn a lot from them. I learn mm. about how really? they think they should be doing mm. the job when they come in. One of the most important thing, things for them, and I'm looking, you know, I've been looking for a couple of senior people, and I've learned a lot from all the people that I've talked with, and I try to make it bi-directionally a learning experience when I meet with somebody, and, and uh, hopefully we can both gain knowledge and, and experience out of mm. it. Um, but yeah, you know, there are, there are people I, I am learning from all the time. What's something you're most proud of that people don't know about? Oh man, I'm an, I'm, an, I'm an oversharer, Lewis. You know this. Every, probably <laughs> everybody. And I'm pretty transparent on this stuff. I'm super proud of uh, TMBT. This is a foundation that I created, um, and and the goal of TMBT is to help uh, accelerate young entrepreneurs. You know, I'm a young entrepreneur. I started yeah. my paintball company when I was in high school, uh, and and um, you know, it took me from being a promising young entrepreneur when I was 16. To being 35 and doing Hootsuite, and then and then the rocket ship that ensued there. And what my thesis is is that uh, there are in in so many entrepreneurial circles that I go and talk at um, the CEOs that are there. You know, I'm a member of YPO. I poll people in YPO and I ask them how old. You know, how many people in here start your business in high school? It's really interesting. It's about 25% from my kind of straw polls. I find that so many entrepreneurs have early entrepreneurial talent. And the interesting thing is those 25% later on go on to be the CEOs of, of multi-million dollar companies. Um, how can we, I think there's a really strong value prop societally to try to accelerate entrepreneurs at an earlier stage yeah. more quickly. If we can yeah. do that, I believe that, uh, you know, it's, it's going to ultimately increase GDP. It's going to create more value, more jobs in the economy. And so that's my, my little piece is to find and try to help accelerate, uh, a small group of young entrepreneurs. And, mm. and uh, uh, that's a, a program that I'm really passionate about. If you had, 
all these kids in one stadium that were part of this program. Right. And you got up in front of there, and you could give them one message, one piece of advice for they're all 18, 20, and they say, what's your one piece of advice for us to have a successful business and thrive for the rest of our lives as entrepreneurs? Right. What would that piece of advice be? Uh, I mean, I talk about the good hustle, bad hustle. I'm huge into hustle. Entrepreneurs are yeah. self-propelled. Yeah. It all comes down to you. You have to own accountability. Yeah. It is not about the, the you know, entrepreneurs need to be insane. You, you, you have to be insane in a, in a <laughs> good true. and bad way. You, you are crushing through walls every day. You've yeah. got these all of these things that are stacked against you that are going to tell you that you, what you are doing you can't do and you need to just have your own way of thinking about things. You need to basically build your, your, your mental game's got to be as strong as your physical game. Yes. You need endurance on both fronts, but you got to be able to um, persuasively talk about what you're going to do to get people aligned around a vision, right. to um, you know, move the ball ahead and to, and to, and to work through bureaucracy. And, yeah. and bureaucracy is the enemy of entrepreneurship, sure, right? Sure. Yeah. And so uh, you, you have to be able to do that. And, and that, that just takes hustle. It takes perseverance. It takes mm. uh, self-discipline and motivation. And, and uh, yeah. you got to find that yourself. I love it. Okay. Uh, I have a rapid fire question section. This is the first time I've ever done a rapid fire thing. <laughs> oh, I'm, uh, I'm honored to be your first then, guinea pig. Well, one because we only have a few minutes left before the crowd comes in, um, right. and then I have a few finishing questions after that, which right. will be more thoughtful um, or, or longer answers, I should say. Okay. So the rapid fire, uh, okay. and you already talked about this a little bit, but overall, what are you most proud of in your life? Uh, well, you know, at this point, I'm re I'm really proud of Hootsuite. I'm proud of everything we've done. Um, that uh, that to me, I think, is is uh, probably it's been my baby. Uh, and mm -hmm. and until I have some babies, uh, which is you know yeah, obviously right. coming up in the next little while, I'm really excited about having kids wow. at some point. Uh, I'm not I'm not putting out a, a date or anything. It's not <laughs> happening. There's nothing in the no buns in the oven right now. But I'm excited about doing That's that cool. in the future. Uh, for now, uh, this is my baby, and then mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm really, really proud it. about what we've done. Um, if you could have Anything you want after Hootsuite. Whenever Hootsuite's, you're gone from Hootsuite or many, many years from yep. now, yep. what would be the next dream if you could say, this is what I want afterwards? Anything at all? Uh, well, you know, I mentioned legacy. So, uh, you know, I just want to be able to create a legacy in an environment that helps other people uh, achieve their dreams. And so, yeah. you know, I think that uh, technology is the way that I would do that. And so I'm, I'm excited about cre creating and helping create a technology mm -hmm. ecosystem in my backyard, Vancouver, sure. Canada in general. Cool. Uh, if I had all the money in the world and handed it to you and said you get to solve one challenge in the world mm -hmm. with this money, what would you solve and why? <laughs> oh man, um, you know the, the uh, that is a great question. I mean, There's lots pick, of challenges. Pick obviously, your, pick your battle, right? right? What speaks to um, you? Well, I mean, so many things speak to me. I think that I get really excited about. I I know there are a lot of problems in the world. I I believe that. Uh, in order for us to solve these problems, we fall forward and we solve them through technology. Like there's problems with the environment. I have to be optimistic that we're going to solve that and I believe that we solve it through technology. Like are we going to convert to a hydrogen electric electricity economy? Are we going to all go Tesla? I think the technology is solving that and that's going to help with our, mm -hmm. our gas house, uh, greenhouse emissions. Um, Beef, I, you know, uh, I have a stake every so often, but beef is apparently a, a big contributor, one of the big, biggest contributors to greenhouse gases. But there are people that are creating lab-grown meat, which is really interesting right, to me. Crazy. Uh, and and so that solves the problem. I I, I think that uh, I would I'm kind of would be the kind of guy that would sprinkle it around okay. in a lot of different areas, the environment. <laughs> sure. I think um, uh, technology and and uh, I think uh, food is is also an interesting area to solve for. Cool. Um, I'm not rapid firing very well here. <laughs> it's am all I? good. Uh, when I when I the, your favorite business leader was the one person you would say right now. Uh, you know, I I uh, yourself. I just, I just <laughs> <laughs> yes, modesty for, for bids. <laughs> but um, I I'm a huge fan of Richard Branson. I think he's yeah. just like he's built such an endearing brand. He's uh, he's got personality. Um, and he's just, you know, uh, I think if, if so many people, if they were going to choose one business leader that they would spend some time on a beach with, that would be the guy. And uh, I, I just really respect what he's done with his brand. The hobby you love the most, the thing that brings you the most joy. Um, I think it, it's a it's a good question. I think uh, backcountry skiing I love. 
running, I just love. It's simple. You just need a pair of shoes. Yoga's great. Yeah. Um, I, I'm obviously I, I get my endorphins from sports, and I that's my the time when I tune out. I can't think about mm -hmm. what's going on in business. So all these things, um, I, I just I, I find that it's my way that I I, I relax. Uh, if you were forced to put a word or a saying tattooed on your forehead that you would see if you looked in a mirror. It's <laughs> a <laughs> so reverse wording. But it was stamped on your forehead. What would you put on your forehead? It would have to say free hugs. Free hugs? Yeah, I mean, you can't be mad at a guy with free hugs on his forehead. <laughs> okay, I like it. Well, what if it was one that people couldn't read, but only you read in a mirror? Hmm. Only I read in a mirror. A message that you saw when you looked in the mirror, so it was reversed. All right, all right. So, so just I Not to the see. world, but just to all you. All right. Uh, As a reminder, I, I, maybe it's uh, you know it, it's along the lines of seize the day, but like mm. life is self serve, and you know go get it. Uh, maybe it's life is self serve. Cool, I like yeah. that. Um, if you could be anyone for a day, who would you be? Right. Oh wow! If I could be anybody for a day, um, I would be. Huh. That's there's so many great <laughs> opportunities there. Uh, I think I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't want to be a woman for a day. Like, how crazy would that be to just, like, switch genders and check yeah. it out for a day? Yeah. I think that would be a really interesting. I mean, I, look, I could say I'd, I'd want to be Barack Obama for the day and, like, see what it's like to be behind the big desk. But I think, like, that's a really interesting uh, experiment just to see what it's like to be another gender for a day. Which, which woman? If you could oh, pick which, one which person. Which woman? Okay. I'll go Hillary Clinton for the day. Okay. <laughs> you can put that like that. Okay. Uh, we're the last few questions. All right. Okay. Before we ask the last few questions, where can we connect with you online? Where should we follow you? What are you most proud of? Where are you hanging out with the most? I know Snapchat, you're still picking it up. Where should we Yeah, yeah, clear on Snapchat. I'm, I'm at Invoker, I-N-V-O-K-E-R, pretty much uh -huh. everywhere. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, I'm the Ryan Holmes or the official Ryan Holmes uh, on Facebook. I got a page there. Nice. And uh, that's where you can. Where do you hang the most? Uh, I, I flip between uh, Twitter and Facebook okay, quite cool. a bit. Instagram's fun. I share some posts on Insta, of course. Right. Yeah. So make sure, make sure to tweet at Invoker and let Ryan know what you appreciated most about this interview and this episode. So tweet him <laughs> and maybe he'll get back to you, hopefully. Um, last few questions. What are you most grateful for currently in your life? I am, uh, you know, I've got an amazing partner. She is wonderful, and I'm very grateful for having her in my life. Uh, I am uh, also just grateful for my team here at the, mm. at the you know, business and everything that they do at Hootsuite. Uh, they are hustling and putting it on the line every day and uh, doing really big things, and, and uh, their effort is just massive. So I'm, I'm super grateful That's for cool. them. That's cool. Okay, many, many, many years from now, mm. it's the final day. Okay. You've created your legacy. <laughs> Lying done, in my deathbed. You've, you've, you've done everything you wanted to right. do. And uh, peaceful, everyone's there, it's a joyful moment. Okay. But for whatever reason, everything you've created has been erased from time. Okay. So you've written many books by now, but they're gone. Okay. Every article, gone. Okay. Business, gone. All right. And your great, 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 whatever grandson comes up to you and says, we have a piece of paper, and you get to write down three truths. The three things that you needed to be true okay. from all your experiences, since there's nothing else to remember you by. Okay. In physical form. Mm. And this will be essentially what we remember and use as our lessons moving forward. So what are those three truths? <laughs> Wow, Lewis. Without this prepping is you. Without <laughs> prepping you, okay. obviously. I would say, uh, so So getting back to, you know, life is what you make of it. That's mm. a theme for me, right? So life is self-serve. It's all about the good hustle, yeah. right? Like, you know, putting it out there. You know, everybody has their limitations in life. Mm. And you got to get past those things. And, yeah. and uh, um, so that would be, you know, obviously a big theme for me. Um I think that that's one. Yeah. Okay. That's one. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm bundling those two yes. things in there. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, the the love of, of family and friends mm. is obviously. You know, I, I I think that I believe that we're heading into a really interesting era in humanity right now, where we're talking about um, a lot of jobs getting displaced. Um, I'm hopeful that we can do that with abundance and that. Uh, people coming out of this 
have the opportunity to choose whatever they want to do in life. And, yeah. and um, I think that that's going to get back to recreation. I think it's going to get mm-hmm. back to, you know, hopefully it's robots feeding us grapes, you know, that, that <laughs> type of thing, a, you know, a utopia. And, and I think if, if that is the paradigm that happens and you think about what is important, I think that um, what is important is, is the love of your friends and family and people around you. So I think, sure. I think we may have a renaissance of, of that, you know, where we're less focused on the day-to-day grind, making yeah. ends meet and other things, and we get to focus on that. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then also it's experiences, like experience things in life um, go and see things, go and visit things, go and do things. Uh, I think that, that that's, you know, just the part of this interesting, uh, life that we have, the mortality that we have for now, maybe that changes in the future, right. but, you know, I get excited about, uh, uh, you know, experiencing everything we can on this planet. And then, you know, at some point in the future, maybe we get to go beyond. Right. That's cool. Those yeah. are great three truths. Um, before I ask the final question, Ryan, right. I want to acknowledge you for a moment. Okay. For your incredible friendship, I don't think you know people know how intelligent you know how intelligent you are and brilliant you are as a business guy, but as a human being, I don't know too many people who are as genuine and loving and caring as you are. So I want to acknowledge you for your caring and your consistently showing up for people. Oh, I think you show you so up much. for your friends, but also your employees, your team, and everyone. You're always available and you care deeply. So. All right. Maybe that's, the, blush. Maybe that's the Canadian Sorry. in you, but uh, I really want to acknowledge you for for that and consistently being genuine to who you are. Uh, you know, since the beginning of Hootsuite, before you were the big deal, into now where the company has grown, you're still the same guy. So I acknowledge you for that. Thank you, Lewis. Yeah, I, and I I feel the same way about you, my friend. You you it. have been consistent the whole way through from. Yeah, meeting you at uh, at Runyon Canyon, talking yeah, yeah. about what's going on in the world, and yeah. and uh, to today you have uh, built an amazing audience of people that, that love connecting with you. It's it's great to see. Appreciate so it, proud of you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Final question. All right. What's your definition of greatness? I think you know. I, I feel like I'm I'm beating the same drum mm-hmm. here, but I think my, my definition of greatness is legacy and leaving impact in in, in the world. Uh, you know, behind and. Uh, so, you know, leaving a mark and, and uh, creating creating value and, and opportunity for people. Mm-hmm. Ryan Holmes, thanks, brother. Lewis, Appreciate thank you, you man. sir. Appreciate nice. it. And there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode with one of my favorite human beings, Mr. Ryan Holmes. If you did enjoy this and if you know other people that would love this, then I'd love it if you would share this out with your friends over on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Instagram, tag me everywhere at Lewis Howes and make sure to tag Ryan as well at Invoker. And you can check out the full show notes and watch the full video interview at lewishowes.com slash three, two, four. Again, Ryan is a stellar human being and he's built an incredible company. I've used Hootsuite for a long time and it's helped me build my business, schedule out my content and connect with powerful influencers as well and help me manage all that time. So Make sure to check it out. Please share this if you enjoyed it. Leave a comment on the blog or on the YouTube channel, wherever you are connecting with this content. And again, let me know what you thought. We're looking to create more empowering, inspiring content with guests like Ryan. So if this is your first time here, then make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes as well. We are constantly in the top 100 and often break the top 50 overall of all podcasts, over 300,000 podcasts on iTunes now, and we couldn't do this without your support. Getting over 1.3 million downloads a month, and it's all because of you and the quality guests that I'm able to get in front of. So continue to share this out so we can continue to attract and bring on some of the most inspiring people in the world who are changing the game. I love you guys, and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Great.